Hey there, Mojo Sports fans, and welcome to another episode of the NRL Show. I am your host, Lainey. By the time you hear this episode, Game 1 State of Origin matches for the men and women would have passed. And not to spoil the result for any of you, most of you know that I'm a Queenslander and Emma and I proudly wore our maroon merchandise for our show recording. So our show was recorded before Origin, so you will hear a lot of speculation and cynicism about which players that have been named to play for clubs this coming round will be fit or uninjured to take to the field. As most Origin fans know, this can be the time when there is a lot of movement in the NRL ladder. As some teams can lose players for some rounds due to injury or suspensions, but we can all agree that it's a great time to see the fortitude and courage of some clubs to use this time to earn some winning points to ascend in the competition. And adding to the excitement of the season, we are seeing some other players coming through the ranks and stepping up to show their skills and strength filling in for missing key players. The shortened round 13 of the NRL seasons behind us and for round 14 with the Parramatta Eels, Newcastle Knights and Manly Sea Eagles, they all have the bye. And so joining me on the show today are fellow panellists Emma and Lachlan and we will be touching on the best and subpar performances of the five matches of round 13 and we of course share with you our tips and previews for round 14 of the NRL. Thank you for tuning in and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello everyone, welcome to the Mojo Sports NRL show. We have on the panel tonight Emma and Lachlan, how are you both? Well, thanks Lainey, how are you? Yeah, I'm great, thank you. Emma, I see you're wearing your Queensland Maroons jersey this evening. Very nice. Yes, I am, yeah. So I'm excited to see them on Wednesday and hopefully they can get the win. Indeed. I'm also excited to see the uh, women's match on Thursday as well. So that's taking place, I think it's over at Parramatta? Parramatta, yeah, Parramatta. First time in New South Wales for quite a few years, actually, for the women's game. So hopefully a good crowd can get out. Yeah, I hope so too. I'm actually thinking about going. (laughs) um, Celebrate the fact that it is growing and it's getting better. It's not just the one game anymore, but hopefully maybe next year we can get the three games and... I would like to see it as a bit of a curtain raiser for the other games would be better, I think, than having their their own day separate. I think it would be, imagine how much how more exciting it would be for them to play at Suncorp or something like that straight right before the boys game, I think would be would be awesome. And being a habit to have three games, surely that would be not too far away. Yeah, I agree. Um, one of the things um, I notice about Origin every year for me is that, you know, pretty much from 12 o'clock, of that day onwards, you're already getting ready for origin sort of, you know, preparations and such. So if they do have the game a little bit earlier or just before the men's, I think that'd actually be fantastic because that's extra viewership um, as well. Yeah, absolutely. So we are without Gabby this evening, but I'm sure she's missing us. Uh, Round 13 of rugby league football is over and we've got, you know, both state of origin game one coming up for the men and women's. So ahead, we've got seven games of footy for the round. Um, it's a little bit of normality. All right, just a really quick sort of uh, look at our tips, by the way. Um, congratulations to Gabby, who got already the uh, five right. Um, unfortunately, I steered you all wrong by saying you should um, tip for the Warriors because, you know, we thought home game, everything, the stars are aligned and we thought they'd get the win, but they didn't. So unfortunately, Emma, you got three and Lachlan, you also got three and I got a measly two. So that was what our picks got to us. 
this has to go down as like the hardest season to tip so far. Like it's ridiculous. All right. So as we usually do, let's review of round 13. Team or player, uh, best performance? I'm going to go for a player in a losing team. I'm going to go for Jacob Little for the Dragons against the Dolphins. He just completely controlled the game through the middle, but just the workload that he got through in defense, especially like upwards of 50 tackles. Um, also some really good like opportunistic scoots out of dummy half, making line breaks. Just a really well-rounded game. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough for for the Dragons to get the win, but yeah, credit to him. Yeah, that's a good shout. Um, I'm going to go for the Broncos uh, because as we all was talking about before, we um, we all thought that the Warriors would be able to get the win. They were pretty much a full-strength side and the uh, Broncos were without six of their best players. Um, so I'm going to say Adam Reynolds because I think his leadership ability to be able to um, lead that team with six brand new like baby players um yeah I think that was unreal to pull off that win and um Tristan Saylor I think was a standout for me as well because he had such big shoes to fill with um we've been talking all year about how good Reese has been and um I think he did well at the fullback position and yeah they they pulled off a, a great win so good job to all of them but yeah Adam Reynolds I actually had Adam Reynolds um, and the Brisbane Broncos down and the whole Broncos team down um, as well. Because um, when he's not on or away from the side, the Broncos, they just don't seem to do very well. Um, and shame on me for saying that him being back wasn't enough to get a win for them last week. Uh, I certainly owe him and the Broncos an apology. With all those players missing, they were still able to get that win. And, yeah, all the odds were kind of against them. But... Yeah, their defence was solid, really solid. Lots of talk after the game about the missed calls and the forward passes and all that sort of stuff, but this happens. Most matches I watch, it, we see it all the time and it's never picked up. So, you know, you just become numb to the drama and all the noise. But I thought uh, Dallin Wittenet as the Lesniak for the Warriors in that match had what Kiwis call an excellent game. Um, he got two tries, could have been four, but something's better than nothing. Um, it was actually sort of great to see him um, come out and um, do what he did. He was able to sort of get there when he needed to be. And I'd actually have to say it's a little bit out there, unconventional, but um, I thought the stadium DJ at the Newcastle Stadium uh, for the Knights versus Manly game did such a great job picking some on-point hits to punctuate some of the moments in the match for the fans really adding to the atmosphere. So I thought that was also a great performance and <laughs> deserved a shout-out uh, for the round. Okay, so were there any bad performances or um, under-par performances that you guys wanted to uh, spotlight? Well, there wasn't really a standout, like, flop this week, I don't think. But if I have to pick a team, I'll pick the Cowboys. Sorry, Emma. I think they should have been the Eels. I mean, I I wasn't really – I didn't think they could, like, realistically. But something in me deep down was like, oh, the Cowboys are going to put up a fight. They're going to edge their way through. But – Nah, they just they just didn't have much. Even though it was only an eight-point game in the end, they just looked a bit depleted, I don't know, defeated. Yeah, I think you took the words out of my mouth, Lachlan. Um, yeah, once again, they disappointed me, but um, they probably didn't play as bad as they have in the previous week, so I was still hoping that they would make a comeback during that game, but just never, never did. So, yeah, I think it's the Cowboys for me too. I'm not going after a team or a player this week. You know, kind of like what Lachlan said, there wasn't really any standouts. Um, Again, if I'm going to go with, you know, something a little bit different, I actually thought the worst performance was the spectators in Napier 
uh, for the New Zealand Warriors versus Broncos game. I mean, that was embarrassing. They had so many pitch invaders. Uh, security officials are there for player and spectator state safety, not for spectator sport. Uh, so I found it was a little bit disrespectful to the players and the organisers. So that was perhaps the worst performance for me. So that's it for um, our calls. Fairly, fairly good there. Pretty even. I didn't want to go after the Cowboys uh, this week again. I feel like they've suffered a few bruises. All right. So three teams have the bye this week, the Parramatta Eels, Newcastle Knights and the Manly Sea Eagles. Uh, we've got matches for round 14 from Friday to Sunday. So no matches Thursday, although with game one of State of Origin taking place in Adelaide on Wednesday and the women's on Thursday, you could argue it's pretty much matches from Wednesday anyway. I always find Thursdays after Origin um, can be a bit of a headache or a dream. It really depends on which team you cheer for. So we've got one match on Friday and then we've got three on Saturday and then three on Sunday. So it's Super Saturday and Super Sunday. All right, so the first match of round 14 is out at Campbelltown Stadium where the West Tigers are hosting a visiting team from the South, the Canberra Raiders. The Tigers are 15th on the ladder and coming up a bye, a worthy reward after that 48-point margin victory over the North Queensland Cowboys in round 12. They're coming off another bye. Uh, the Canberra Raiders perhaps coming into this match with some continued momentum as they came away with a big win on the weekend against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. They were able to capitalise on the win over South with some injuries and origin absences. Lachlan, I think this could be quite an exciting match for the start of the round. What will the Tigers bring to this match against a pumped-up Raiders? Hopefully something exciting. Yeah. Slightly just delayed round start on the Friday night due to State of Origin, as you mentioned. So I've just got to wait that one more night for NRL football. But yeah, out at Campbelltown, it's only the Tigers' second game there this season so far. But yeah, it's a good ground. They've actually just announced that looks like the Tigers are going to go back to a suburban structure from next year. So we could see up to five games at Campbelltown in 2024. But yeah, back to this game. Tigers still riding high, I think, off that North Queensland thrashing. Uh, they've had the week off and now they've got Canberra uh, to get past. So the only real change from that team that beat North Queensland is Joe Offerhand-Gowie, who's off to Parramatta. So Fenua Pole replaces him in the starting lock position with Alex Seyfarth coming onto the bench. Interestingly, Api Kurosawa has been named to play as the starting number nine uh, just 48 hours after State of Origin. I'm not sure if that's going to stay that way on game day, but if he is pulled from the side, Jake Simpkin is a more than competent replacement in that number nine role. So, yeah, he's waiting the wings ready to step up if needed. Uh, as for the Raiders... They managed to bounce back to beat the Bunnies. They're going really well at the moment. Like They've had that one one-off game over the past few months, but a lot of wins under their belt now. Uh, Jared Croker has been rested quite uh, weirdly because his 300th game is next week and they want to play it at Canberra. So that's a whole can of worms, but we won't go down that path. Point is, Jared Croker is not playing this weekend. Uh, Nick Kotrick is uh, moving from the bench to the wing with Abbott Hopawadi moving into the centres. Um, Hudson, Hudson Young has been named to back up from Origin as well, again, just 48 hours after, so remains to be seen whether he'll actually play. Um, and Matt Frawley is on to the bench due to Corey Harawira Naira uh, being out for obvious reasons. Um, obviously, we all saw what happened last week, so... Um, very glad to hear that he's doing okay. I think the Tigers can 
get up. Uh, I'm going to go Tigers by two. I'm not going to think about it that much because that's just what my gut's telling me. Generally, as a Tigers supporter, I can be pretty pessimistic about our hopes. But, yeah, I've just got a good feeling about this one. Well, call me crazy, but I think you might be right, Lachlan. Um, this is a game that I would like to tip the Tigers. Um, I think that they are starting to pull, I don't know, make some changes and um, they could pull this off. I think that the Raiders may be a little bit too cocky. Um, I think rest, like... I like the sentiment of resting Jared Coker for his 300th game so you can have a celebration or whatever at, at home, but I think that they were happy to do that because they think that they'll easily beat the Tigers and maybe they don't need him. That's my that, – that might not be their thought behind it, but, um, I mean, if they – like, if they thought that they would need him to beat them, then I don't think that um they would have gone ahead and rested him, if that makes sense. Um, I think with him and with Corey out, um, it'll be a little bit, a little bit tricky for them. And I think that the Tigers will be hungrier. So I'm going to go the Tigers. You know, I'm kind of thinking Tigers too. Not because I always tip Tigers, but I have a feeling that um, they might pull this one out and get a victory. Um, Jared Croker does a lot, I think, for the Raiders. So without him playing, this <laughs> this could not be a good result for them. It's also over at Campbelltown. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Tigers for this. I don't know whether um, Uppy's going to make it, but you're right, Lachlan. I have a feeling it will be close, and two points is actually a pretty good call as to what the margin will be. So thank you, Lachlan. All right, on Saturday afternoon, I'm nervous and excited for this matchup, which has the New Zealand Warriors hosting the Dolphins at Mount Smart Stadium in Auckland. The Warriors, despite having a home crown advantage last round in Napier, were unable to get a victory over a very determined Brisbane Broncos. Andrew Webster having some discussions with a few players about discipline. Also, the Dolphins had an awesome win, so they have quite a lot to be buoyed on in order to come into this match. Although I think, is this their first match in New Zealand? Could be. So for the Warriors, Wade Egan returns from a calf injury and he's named to start as hooker. He replaces Freddie Lussick, who failed his HIA, and so he won't be playing. Dylan Walker returns from a toe injury. He's starting on the bench and he's a great addition to the side as he will be needed very much in this match. Mitch Barnett, thankfully, he's been cleared to play as he had a neck injury from round three in their match against the Cowboys. So that's actually some great news for him in the side because it was a bit of a scare. While he managed to walk off the field in that game, there was bit of concern surrounding some images of Barnett in a neck brace and he was laid out in a stretcher on his way to hospital which I think fans and his family were worried about but he's now been cleared and is able to come back and play so with those inclusions to the Warriors team that actually means Tom Ale and Demetrik Sifapula they've been named in the reserves and for the Dolphins as we expected Hamiso, Tabwe Fido and Tom Gilbert are being rested following Origin with no injury concerns coming out around 13 looks like Bennett's going to be sticking to the same squad that he had uh, that overcame the Dragons. So I'm a little bit nervous about this match as the Dolphins are sitting six on the ladder and they're showing their hunger to climb a little bit higher. The Warriors, last week, it felt like there were a lot of really silly mistakes that led to their downfall. I think even their coach had said in the press conference that it wasn't necessarily the uh, official calls or the lack of calls that uh, that eventuated in the uh, final score for them. It was perhaps a lot of things that they didn't do. They didn't capitalise on a lot of um, the weaknesses that they could have. They also let the Broncos run all over them and dominate much more than they should have. I'm a little bit 50-50 on this. My 
heart says the Warriors, but my brain says that this is quite likely going to be a Dolphins win. And the reason why I say that is because they're showing that they're able to, you know, come out strong when they want to. They also are a great second half team. Also, they didn't have too many players missing that prevent, uh, and they were still able to win in that last match. So I have a feeling they're going to be still quite strong in coming in, looking for a big win on this. Also, Bennett knows the game plan that the Warriors will bring into this, and I have a feeling that he's going to be preparing the team very well for that. So I'm actually calling, oh, it hurts to say it, but yeah, I'm calling that this is probably going to be a Dolphins win, and I think it's probably going to be by four points. I like the Warriors, just because they're not impacted by Origin. I think they can bounce back and and be able to beat the Dolphins. I think I have too much else to say about this. You really summed it up well, Laney. But yeah, it could go either way. Yeah, I think it's a tricky one. Um, I think we will get a chance to see how well the Dolphins travel. They're still without a few um, of their key players, like you were saying, Laney. Um, the Hammer, Kofusi is still out. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm wanting to lean towards the Warriors. I think, I think it, yeah, I think it'll be close. I'm going to go... Oh, I'm going to go Warriors, I think. I wasn't sure because yeah, the Dolphins played pretty well last week without Goffelsey and without Hamiso. Do you know what I mean? And without Tom Gilbert. They were still pretty strong without those guys. And the Warriors. But, but yeah, but the Warriors, like, despite having a full-strength team, still could not be what was mostly a second-string Broncos side and Adam Reynolds at the helm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I kind of feel like they, were, yeah, they kind of choked that last game. That is very true, but I think keeping mostly the same, still pretty similar team, I think they will have a chance to sort of reassess what they what they did and didn't do. Um, and yeah, I think the Dolphins are still looking pretty strong, but they were only playing the Dragons last week. No offense to the Dragons. Hard um, to tell whether they were actually playing really well or the Dragons just were being the Dragons. I, I thought the Dragons. I think the Dragons are getting better, but I don't know. It's a hard one. Mm, fair point. I hadn't actually considered that, but you're right. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so the second match for Saturday is the Gold Coast Titans taking on the South Sydney Rabbitohs out at, the, out at Gold Coast. The weather forecasted has some high humidity following some rain throughout the morning, which could be something the Titans are well accustomed to and not South. Emma, the Titans are coming off a bye and have had some mixed results in the past rounds prior to that, with the South Sydney team now with two straight losses coming into this match. Tell us what we can expect from this matchup. Yeah, well, besides the bye, they actually both have two consecutive losses, I'm pretty sure. It is a Titans home game on the Goldie, but historically the Bunnies have actually won 10 out of the 11 games that they've played there. So don't know how much the home game thing will play into it. The Titans only won four out of their 11 home games last year. And they this year, though, they have won four of their past five home games. So well, maybe not all this year, but four of their past five home games anyway. So maybe they're lucky to turn you around at home. But last time the Titans beat the Rabbitohs at the Gold Coast was back in 2009. So that's um, not ideal for them to look back on. But times have changed. Not the same team anymore. Um, the Rabbitohs have come away with a win in their last two games against the Titans. The bye was pretty fortunate timing for the Titans, uh, whereas the Rabbitohs had to push through with three of their very influential players away at on origin duties last week. So I think that's... Um, had a little bit to do with their loss because I still think that they're a fairly informed team. Um, I guess 
when they have a few of those key players like Latrell that we talk about. Yeah, I think these games are always interesting coming straight off Origin because looking uh, at it on Tuesday, we're looking at the team list, but I don't know who of those players will actually go on to play. We don't know what's going to happen on Wednesday night if they get injured or hopefully they don't get injured, but even if not um, and they still do play, they might come out um, fatigued or just not as good as we're expecting. So it's always a bit hard to pick. So for the Titans, we've got David Fafita and Tino Basur-Malaawi have both been named to play, uh, but will be monitored after Origin. Kieran Foran is being rested after it was revealed that he had been playing through the pain of a ruptured ligament in his foot since round nine. Sorry. Hopefully he heals up quick. I don't know how he's been playing on that. Uh, Jaden Campbell shifts from fullback to 5'8". That'll be an interesting um, to see him there. Uh, young gun Keanu Kinney is the new fullback. Sam Verilis has been named on the bench for the first time since round two when he injured his collarbone. Alofiana Kamperera is back on the wing and Isaac Fasul-Malaawi is back on the bench. For the Rabbitohs, uh, Latrell Mitchell will miss both this game and Origin with his calf injury, so I'm sure he is gutted about that, but hopefully he can rest up and come back better next week. Blake Taff will keep the fullback spot while Trell's out. Cameron Murray and Jai Arrow have been named to providing their ready after playing Origin. So again, we'll have to wait and see with them. For Liam Knight and Talis Duncan will drop out unless, um, I guess, maybe they'll keep their spot if um, Cameron Murray and Jai Arrow don't come back. So I guess we'll have to see. But for the time being, they have been dropped out of the squad. Campbell Graham is coming back from his sternum injury, pushing Jed Cartwright to the reserves. And Tane Milne moves to 18th man for Richie Kennard to play his first game of the season on the wing. So big changes for both teams. Um, I still think we'll have to see after Origin before, um, yeah, because I think it could be a complete change up from what I've just said there. But yeah, I guess we'll we'll see on the night. Um, based off that though, I think I'm going to have to go the Rabbitohs. It's not looking great for the Titans, but it's a crazy year. The Titans could pull it off. <laughs> I think that, yeah, that really sums it up. Um, Souths just look too strong on paper, I reckon. Um, if that translates onto the field, I guess we'll see. Who knows what could happen, um, especially with the Rabbitohs coming off some underwhelming performances themselves. So, yeah, I, I still think Souths will get the win, but I wouldn't be too surprised if the Titans men just pull something out of the bag. I want to go for Souths because, like you both say, I mean, it is a stronger team, including on paper. But I know, I'm going to go and upset here just because um, <laughs> I think... Let's give the Titans a go. Uh, I mean, like last week, I thought South would be able to um, win, but go for the Titans. Yeah, I'll go for the Titans. I, I, like, I think um, it might just work something out. Who knows? And also, just tell me, I thought Campbell Graham was injured, but he's been named to start. What's that about? That what's confusing. So he had um, his sternum, his sternum thing that was like he couldn't play Origin, and then. All of a sudden, he could play last week, but then he didn't, and now he's apparently meant to be coming back. But I don't know if that's like if he's really coming back or if they're just it's it's weird. I think there's got to be something going on behind the scenes, but uh, whether that comes out to the public, I don't know. But something something a bit weird is going on. But what we do know is Cam Graham will probably be playing this weekend, and I guess that's what matters to the Rabbitohs. So thank you, Lachlan.
All right, so the final match for Saturday is out at Shark Park with the Cronulla Sharks hosting the Brisbane Broncos. This should actually be a pretty great game to watch. I am definitely going to be tucking into this. Lachlan, I don't want to take too much away from what you've got to say about this because I'm sure there's a lot to cover. What can we expect from this matchup? Yeah, well, Saturday night at Shark Park uh, should be a great atmosphere, hopefully, especially with this, with how both teams are going. It's second v third. They're tied on points. So, yeah, shaping up really nicely. Uh, Cronulla, they're coming off a bye last week. They've got two straight wins as well. Uh, everything's looking rosy for them. Um, Hines has been named to back up. He's been named on the bench for New South Wales. Um, it remains to be seen how many minutes he'll get in that role and whether he will be able to back up. Uh, for Cronulla, but Sharks fans will have their fingers crossed that he can. CSC for Talakai is the face that returns with Connor Tracy leaving the 17 to make way. Um, but yeah, from for the away side, for the Broncos, they got the job done against the Warriors despite all of their origin stars being missing. So a lot of their young players really came up and shone through, which was uh, a very impressive performance. So yeah, those five origin players have been named to back up for the moment. Again, we'll see how it plays out across the week, but those players are Haas, Carrigan, Walsh, Flegler and Cobbo. And then a number of young players who came up to fill their spots last week have either dropped out or gone to the bench. Uh, I think I think the Sharks can get the win just because Broncos will have all these players backing up. So I really like how the Sharks have been playing. I think they need to tighten up a bit defensively. But yeah, I think the Sharks, led by Nico Hines, hopefully backing up, can get the win at home. Yeah, I think that's a good call. But I want to go to the Broncos. <laughs> I think you made really good points. But, yeah, I'm just I'm jumping on the Broncos train. I think they showed how strong they were last week, even without a lot of the star players. And I think if any of those boys come back from origin not being able to play, I think... Um, the boys that filled in for him last week will be able to jump back in in their spots. So um, I have faith in them. I'm going to go for Broncos, uh, much like you. Um, definitely keen to see how they all stack up. I, I always think that whenever um, Origin sort of finishes and a couple of days later and players come onto the field, it's kind of a testament to their fitness um, as well, if they can play an 80-minute game. Look, Guys like Reese Walsh, hopefully he doesn't get injured, but like I expect someone like him to bounce back pretty easily after Origin and, and play a full game a couple of days after, um, and Cobbo the same as well. I I think because it's going to be a full squad and just because it's Shark Park doesn't mean it's going to be in the Sharks' favour. I'm, I'm actually going to go for the Broncos as well. I think it's definitely uh, theirs, to, theirs to take. Steel. Um, also great to see Corey Oates is um, named in the reserves. He's obviously made a good recovery, so I'm glad to see he's back after just having like the most terrible injury sort of run uh, this season. But yeah, I'm definitely going to go for the Broncos, and I reckon it might be a margin of around about eight points. I think I think I went Sharks by eight, but yeah, Broncos by eight as well is probably just as likely. Yeah, I think this is shaping up to be the match of the round, really. I'm definitely going to be clearing my clearing my calendar to watch this. I'm going to say a close game. Let's go field goal. Yeah. By who though? By who, Emma? <laughs> or maybe a double field goal. We've had we've had one of them this season, haven't we? No, I don't know. Um, 
I still want to go Broncos. It'd probably be a field goal from someone like, I don't know, Ezra Mam or someone weird like that. <laughs> Paddy Carrigan, just random ass. Payne Haas, after kicking the game-winning field goal for New South Wales on Wednesday, backs it <laughs> up with a second to beat the Sharks. Love to see it. This is making me so excited for this round. Like, it should just be should be really good, especially with the two Origin games. Like, just should yeah, be a nice weekend. Even if, like, God forbid, like, players start going down injured, like, it just adds a whole n- another level of intrigue to this season, like, and more chances for the teams at the bottom, which even the teams at the bottom are only a handful of wins from the eight. So, yeah, it's just really, really open at the moment. Thank you, Lachlan. Uh, so the first match for Sunday, the Sydney Roosters will be taking on the Canterbury Bulldogs in Gosford for an early afternoon game. So the Roosters are 10th on the ladder and the Bulldogs are 14th. Both teams have had fairly mixed results in the past rounds and are sitting fairly evenly in wins this season, although the Bulldogs have scored more points. So let's get into the teams for the Roosters. Surprisingly, uh, skipper James Tedesco and forward Lindsay Collins have both been named to play and they will have three days to recover from uh, game one of Origin. Um, prop Jared Waira Hargreaves and 5'8 Joe Manu, they'll be returning from injury and winger Daniel Tupo, he's actually been named to the 18th man. So Manu's return in the number six means that Drew Hutchinson will move on to the bench and Matt Lodge goes to the bench to make way for JWH. So Victor Radley is still suspended and in his place, Nat Butcher will be moving into the starting side and Brandon Smith, um, we saw reports that he's actually out with a thumb injury um, sustained in the loss to the Dragons. So he's actually going to be out for quite some time. Be interesting to see how the team plays without him. And so for the Bulldogs, as we expect, uh, Tavita Pangai Jr. and Josh Adokar, they're named in the extended squad, but they won't be starting um, winger Blake Wilson. So he's going to be ready to lace up his boots if Adokar cannot play. Uh, the same for Ryan Sutton. He's ready to take on the prop position if TPJ is rested. And referee favourite Josh Reynolds is named on the bench after being 18th man against the Titans. Also, uh, Bulldogs forward Raymond Faitala Mariner, he's still unwell. So um, he remains sidelined. So this for this particular match, I found it a little bit difficult to try and evaluate which is going to be the winner or the loser um, for the side. This is actually the Roosters hosting. So uh, this is, I guess you could say, their home game. Uh, based on the number of ins and outs for the team and their past performances, I'm actually thinking that the Roosters may come into this looking for a win, um, certainly with a lot more hunger um, following the recent bout of losses they've had. And they'll be trying, and I especially think their coach will be asking them to do as much as they can to get the win here. So I suspect that the Roosters, uh, with some of their uh, changes and with some of their motivations, they'll be looking for a win. I'm not sure that the Bulldogs are able to pull it together uh, for this one, although they do have some young stars who are looking quite hungry. Even though Josh Reynolds is on the bench, I sometimes find that whenever he comes on for the Bulldogs, he can really undo a lot of the good effort that they have done throughout the match and definitely call, um, cost them in terms of penalties. So in terms of discipline, I think because the Roosters don't have Radley on the field, that you know they're probably in a better frame of mind to be a lot more disciplined when it comes to um, keeping the ball in their hands and not giving it away easily when it comes to penalties and such, which is part of part of the reason why I'm thinking the Roosters will probably get a win. And 
I think the team have had quite enough time to adjust without having Brandon on the side. They've been able to move some people around. They just seem to think that the Roosters will be a little bit hungrier coming into this. Her feeling Roosters by about six points over in Gosford. Crowds in their favour. They're certainly a lot hungrier. Trent Robinson's definitely chasing a win. And I'm not sure that the Bulldogs will be able to do it without Addo Carr and with Josh Reynolds. Yeah, I think the Roosters as well. Well, what I'm really going to be watching this game is Junior Palga on the wing for the Roosters. He's been absolutely killing it in reserve grade for the Roosters, like absolutely tearing up. He played for the Tigers over the past few years, mostly for the Magpies in reserve grade. But I'm really glad to see him get another shot in the NRL. I think he be a weapon on the wing for the Roosters, and I wouldn't be surprised if he comes away with a few tries. Yeah, I think that's a good call. I think... Roosters makes more sense. Um, I have this theory, though, with the Roosters coming up against teams. Don't know how to word this without being mean, but like lower teams, teams that are lower on the ladder, I guess, um, they sometimes don't do as well. And I don't know if that's just because they come out expecting a win um, and then the other team is hungry to prove that they can beat the Roosters because the Roosters used to be such a mystical thing that was they were a lot better back in back even last year, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the um, the Bulldogs could pull an upset, but I think it's still the Roosters for me. Thank you both. Lachlan, he was a former Tiger, wasn't he, Junior Bonga? Yeah, yeah, um, but mostly, mostly playing for the Magpies. He's been playing reserve grade for North Sydney Bears, which acting as one of the two feeder clubs for the Roosters this year, alongside the Sydney Roosters, who are also... Competing under the Sydney Roosters in reserve grade, they've got a bit of a weird system going on there. But yeah, yeah. Junior Bargo put in a Roosters jersey for the first time in reserve grade or NRL. Yeah, good luck to him. I hear your point too, Emma, about how sometimes Roosters can come in a little bit arrogant, um, thinking that they'll be able to take the win quite easily from these teams and they often get surprised. So. Yeah, I think we've seen it a couple of times this season already, so. Final game for Saturday could be a cracker as the North Queensland Cowboys are hosting the Melbourne Storm up in beautiful Townsville. It's forecasted to be a gorgeous 26 degrees for this four o'clock match and maybe that good weather will thaw out some of the iciness and the fans when they turn up to the match. Emma, this should be a great game. Um, I'm certainly looking forward to it. What can we expect? Yeah, I think it'll be a good game too. Um, well, the Cowboys are one of only four teams that is yet to have a bye which I think is quite unfortunate for them um, at this time, considering they did have four Origin players in their side. So we'll blame last week's loss on that, <laughs> not on their form that they've had all year. But the Origin boys are supposedly back. They've all been named to start, but obviously, as we've said in the other games, they'll be monitored during the week and make sure they're ready to back up. Jeremiah Nanai is also back from his four-week suspension. And then Tamalolo has been named in the reserves again. Hopefully that means he's inching closer to his return from his knee injury. Fingers crossed. Uh, but I don't think we'll see him play this week. But, yeah, hopefully soon. And then former Raider Semi Valamai has been named to make his club debut on the wing in place of Robert Darby. Um, Robert played, I think, pretty well last week for his debut. Um, yeah, I mean, even though we got the loss, he was still, I saw him make some good runs. So, yeah, Storm had a bye last week. So Bellamy has named the same 17 from the round before, round 12. Origin stars Cameron Munster and Harry Grant will play unless anything changes, of course. And Alec McDonald has been 
been listed in the reserves as he's coming back from his elbow injury. In terms of stats, the Cowboys have missed more tackles than any other team this season. Um, they're on 489, whereas the Storm are only on 363. So in terms of defence, we are definitely lacking there. The Cowboys have won five from seven games um, at Queensland at their stadium. So that's a positive, I guess. Um, Storm have won 12 their past 13 games against the Cowboys, though. So that's, yeah, not looking great for the Cowboys. But past games don't necessarily mean anything. Um, Storm winger Will Warbrick has scored six tries in his past eight games. And Cowboys winger Kyle Felt has scored five tries in his past three games. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Kyle Felt, very underrated. I think he's he's one of the boys that's staying strong for us. I really want to tip the Cowboys, and if if I'm going to pick them to upset around, um, I think this could be one that they could actually pull off a win. And I don't know why I'm saying that, but I think the Storm just haven't been as consistent as they have in the past and maybe not as as impressive as as you normally think of like when I think of the storm I still think one of the top teams um and yeah they are in fourth but I it it's kind of weird to me that they are I don't think they've been that consistent and I think with Munster and Harry Grant coming back from origin I think we'll have to see how they how they go but we also have four boys that are going to be very tired as well so I'm really torn about this game Look, I think I think the Storm should win. I think it's really important that they do for their team and for their confidence. But yeah, I could see that I could see the Cowboys winning, and I could see like that's a really that's a really good chance of that. I think of the Cowboys coming in and beating Melbourne, um, and just the way that this competition is shaping up, like everything's so close. You could I know you're saying like um, we're saying Melbourne up in fourth, but you know one loss and they could be. I mean, they could be out of the eight really quickly. So there's a lot to play for for both teams because there's just so it's just such small margins at play at the moment in the competition. But yeah, I think I think Storm should win on paper. Let's see what the Cowboys can bring. I think I'm going to go for the Cowboys. <laughs> um, I'm going to go for the upset. It's their natural environment. Fans will be there. You know, and when Queensland wins on Wednesday, they'll be super pumped from that win. <laughs> so I think I think it's going to be a Cowboys um, win. I, I I don't know. I just feel like looking at the wet, at the uh, weather and what it's going to be with the humidity. I don't know. I don't think the storm's going to be able to handle that. So I'm going to go for Cowboys, and I think they would have taken a bit of a hard look at themselves over the last couple of rounds, Emma. They have to, or I'd like to believe they do. Um, and also on your point, Lachlan, how you said that a win for the Storm will give them confidence. I mean, like they're in the top four, the Storm. I don't know how much more confident they could get. <laughs> I just I just feel like things haven't been going the Storm's way so far this season. I think Craig Bellamy would have wanted them to kind of take advantage of the chaos that this season has thrown up um, a bit better. I think they're in a really vulnerable, vulnerable position at the moment, Melbourne. You know, just a few losses, just a little bad stretch during this origin period, and they could be in quite a bit of trouble. And, like, realistically, like, there is a very decent chance that they don't make the eight, I think, this season. There's just so many teams in that clump. But, yeah. Yeah. I think no, the other thing is point. with the buyers, they've already had two buyers. So I think 
for your point, Lachlan, about them getting confidence. They've they're in the top four, but they haven't won their way to the top four. Um, they've been handed four points um, just because of buys. So I think getting a few more actual wins under their belt might be what they what they need. But I don't know. They just don't seem that consistent to me this year. Yeah, like I think because I have such high expectations of them, I think what I'm comparing into my head what the Storm I normally like, I don't think they're as good as what they normally are like. Still much better than the Cowboys, don't get me wrong, but I think I just have high expectations for them. That's fair. I reckon I can just hear Gabby rolling her eyes listening to us as we uh, provide this bit of commentary. Um, well, the Cowboys should win this because Gabby will keep tip the storm so so she won't be able to use her magic on us. That's very true. So because she she would normally tip the storm, we can safely say that the Cowboys are going to win. And so I'm going to tip the Cowboys as well for that reason because <laughs> I've got some powers too. <laughs> Maybe I should switch then. Gee. Look, when I'm not doing well on tipping, don't follow me. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Emma. All right, and for the final match of the round, we've got the Penrith Panthers hosting the St. George Illawarra Dragons out in Penrith. So the weather forecast is looking wet for this evening game, and this could be a chance for the Penrith Panthers to show us they can get a win in wet weather. So for a Sunday match, and we all know, the final match of the round can always be a bit of a surprise where we see some teams cause quite an upset. So Panthers are number one and Dragons are number 17. So this is a proper David and Goliath match here. I mean, the Panthers have played, what, 11 matches? They've had seven wins. They've had two buys. And you've got the Dragons who have, you know, played 12. They've had three wins and they've had one buy. So, anyway, interesting stats. All right, so let's get to the teams. So, for the Panthers, Ivan Cleary, he's named the same 17-man squad that beat the Broncos back in round 12. So, at the time of this recording, we're yet to see what injuries might come out from Wednesday's Origin match, but all Panthers members that were selected for Origin have actually been named to play. So that means Cleary, Luai, Martin, Crichton, Yeo, and Tool, they're all named to start. Um, so props Spencer Lemieux and Matt Eisenhoof and centres Isaac Tango, they're all named among the reserves and they are expected to return from injury. For the Dragons, Captain Ben Hunt, he's been named to play at halfback which means Jaden Sullivan will return to the bench. Second rower, Jaden Sutter, he returns from his knee injury and he's named to start. Billy Burns is also named to start wearing the number 11. And so Ben Murdoch-Masila is on the interchange. So Jack Bird, he's out and he's going to be rested. And Moses Embai drops to 18th man with Toby Couchman in reserves. This is Adam Penrith. I've got to say, both teams. Dragons, hmm, as we expected, they weren't able to get the win the last round. And I think, Lachlan, you and I, um, we kind of thought that we would see a bit of a form burst sort of come from them following that uh, win over the Roosters. But I think a lot of us, we sort of read the uh, read the signs and the tea leaves and saw that maybe they weren't able to continue that momentum. And I think they were missing Ben Hunt last round, which was a big factor. So with Ben Hunt back this week, I think that that might be a big end for them and quite an improvement, which might see them get a tighter margin than what it could have been against the Panthers. The Panthers are such a strong side on paper. It's it's kind of difficult for me to not tip them. I mean, depending on what sort of state the players are when they come back from origin, you know, 
they might be able to find the fitness to be able to front up on Sunday, but I'm not sure whether they'll be able to play at the full strength that they could. But that doesn't mean I'm going to say that the Dragons are going to have the strength to come in with a win for this. So I am actually safely tipping the Panthers uh, for this. I have a feeling that they will be able to still get back up and pretty much prove to all of us and to fans that there's a reason why they're at number one and the reason why the Dragons are sitting at number 17 at the bottom of the ladder. So there's not much more for me that I'd like to say really um, for this. I mean, the Dragons have only won, you know, one of their past six games at that particular venue. And, you know, the Dragons have lost seven out of their seven away games um, from home this season. I'd like to say that the Dragons will be able to find something to come back with, but I don't think so. I am tipping the Panthers, and I think it's going to be a biggish margin. So I'd say maybe about ten to twelve points. The past few seasons have shown us that if you're going to beat Penrith, it's going to be during the Origin period. Like that's when they're at their weakest. That being said, I don't think the Dragons stand a chance in hell. Panthers to win by quite a bit. Yeah, I think. You're right there. Um, definitely going Panthers, but I would like to see how they come out of Wednesday night. Um, quite a few players there. Uh, it only takes a couple of them to get injured to really shake things up, and I hope that no one gets injured. But even just even just being super fatigued on the day um, and not being able to pull things together, and um, yeah, just even if it's just communicating properly, um, just coming off, like going straight from one team to playing in a different, like even though you're back to your normal team, they would be in the origin mindset, um, even just having passes being off and all that sort of stuff because you, you're so in the the mindset and frame of um, playing in origin. Anything like that could, could uh, mean that the Dragons have a bit more of a chance, but yeah, I think that the Panthers will still be too strong despite all of that. But I guess we'll just see what happens when the actual team list is, like, if there's any, like, changes right before the game. Um, but I would be pretty surprised if the Dragons could beat them if the supposed team list is, is right. Right. And um, the Panthers, if there's a time to beat them, it's during Origin. But I don't think it's going to be during Game 1. I think it's going to be in Game 2 is, is probably when teams can really fit to try and overtake them. And there you have it, everyone. That is our show. Thank you so much, Emma and Lachlan. We missed you this week, Gabby, but we'll catch you next week. Thank you for tuning in, and we truly appreciate your support. We hope you can tune in regularly. Please feel free to tell a friend about our show and help us to spread the word. Don't forget to subscribe, download our episodes, and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter. Or you can read about our panellists for all of our shows at our website at mojosports.com.au. We wish your team a great round of football and with no injuries. And to the men and women that participated in Origin matches this week, hope your fitness recovery is quick and smooth and you're well rested and back to top form shortly. Until next time, take care of yourself and each other.